everybody. Welcome to the Cornercast Podcast. I am your host, Khalil, and we are excited to have a podcast we've been teasing for a couple weeks and finally be able to put it up. Um, and so tonight's uh, podcast is with our friend, uh, Just Jay Hernandez. Jay Hernandez, of course. Um, you can find him on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. Um, all his links um, will be um, in the uh, text of the um, the description um, of the uh, podcast. Um, you can find him. So if you don't want to have to copy all this stuff down, I will put all the links in the, in the description so you can find him there. Um, it's just Jay Hernandez on Instagram. It is uh, Toy John One on uh, J A W N um, on Twitter, and it is. Um, you can just look up, type in Jay Hernandez, H-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. Um, and it looks like uh, Traven901 is the actual username. Um, so you can find him there on, on YouTube. He does lives. He does he does a lot of photography. Um, he is probably known for the Black Spider-Man balance and the Jay Hernandez walk. Um, that has been iconic in toy photography in the last few years. Um, you kind of know whose photo it is when you see it. Um, and, uh, it's like when you see, when you see the picture in front of, when you see them on like a counter, um, and, and you see the TV in the background, you know, it's Pharaoh Black. Um, when you see the walk or you see the balance, you know, it's Shea Hernandez. And I think, I think the fun thing about, um, watching his stuff, um, Shea's stuff is, um, it is very common. It is very like down to earth. It's very, um, what's up with the figure. It's very conversational. Um, so watching his live streams, checking out his Instagram and his, and, and, and his Twitter, um, has been one of the, um, highlights of toy collecting because building this community of people that like this stuff, enjoy this stuff, um, for what it is and don't buy into the mass hysteria or the, BS that we find ourselves in sometimes, um, as toy collectors competing, um, is really fun. It is not really fun. Um, it was fun to get to talk to him for the first time, you know, other than, you know, a comment here or there or, or a quick text here or there, um, or message here or there through things. Um, and you know, see how there's a certain, there's, there's a collector of a certain age. Um, and, and, and Jay's story kind of parallels mine a little bit with, he-Man being the gateway drug um, of toy collecting in the past and, and then watching that grow into something else. Um, and uh, the display and setting up the... It was just a really fun conversation um, to have that we had a couple weeks ago. So um, so make sure you go follow him on Instagram and Twitter and, and YouTube. Um, remember to follow us. We are at Caster's Corner on all things social, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Remember to go to youtube.com backslash Caster's Corner. Um, for your daily toy of the review tonight was the Cobra Infantry uh, from the G.I. Joe Classified line, um, along with a little bit of a how was my day <laughs> moment in there as well. Um, it's one I'm actually kind of proud of. Uh, so, yeah. So, so thank you guys for watching and, and supporting and listening and, and subscribing. We, we really enjoy um, watching the channels grows because the more, more it grows, the more fun stuff we get to do. And I think that's the goal is to take you guys on the ride, um, and do the fun stuff and be able to take you guys with us or share that experience, whether it's doing fun stuff with the design teams or going to the conventions or, or doing these kind of fun podcasts where we get to just chit chat with people um, that are really big in the toy world. It's, it's been, it's been a really fun ride this last couple of years of the consistency of putting these out. It's been a challenge and it's been a lot of work. Um, so, um, as a few of my listeners say, I will cut this intro short. Uh, remember to follow Jay on all social. Remember to follow us, subscribe. We really appreciate all the support. So without further ado, it is myself, Jay Hernandez, talking toys, collecting photography, everything on your side. So, yeah, I, I I loved, you know, trying to figure out this room. Like, you can't see below me, 
right now. Um, but like below me, it's just boxes and toys just scattered everywhere. And it's, it's a nice, you get a nice view here. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I think, I think a lot of us have that in common to where, and especially now during pandemic to where we're so, we're so just tethered uh, to, uh, you know, to virtual get togethers and whatnot that we just, we, 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 we have it down to a science to where all of this is just presentation ready. Right. Right. There. Yeah. <laughs> From the waist down. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I do, I, I work for a museum. So we'll do speakers and I'm not going to go sit in the museum when when there's nobody there just to do the program. So I'm like, I'm going to do the introduction from home. And our first first talk on Facebook, you know, we're watching the stream and I looked at the comments after and they're like, do you have a Hall of Justice and Thor's hammer behind you? <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> We're going to cross oh, worlds so here. Yeah, I do. Uh, like since since uh, I'm, a, I'm actually I'm a I'm a pro, I'm a, a professional stage actor by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so since like I haven't been on stage, I've been doing a lot of standardized patient work with the University of Pennsylvania. So and of course, I do it like right here. So mm-hmm. like all of all of the uh, the learners that come by all of the uh, the potential doctors at Penn are just like, wow, you must really like Optimus Prime. <laughs> Yeah, that's who we are. <laughs> you get a glimpse into who we really are now. Like we we don't have to button it up as much. Yeah, um, that has nothing to do with my shoulder injury. Let's get back to it. Come. On. <laughs> <laughs> um. So how did you like? I mean, I always like to ask the people that I have on the show is like, what what was your? I've I've learned to term it your gateway drug. What what, what was the thing that got you into this world of toys that kind of never let go? It was He Man. Oh, like I can like, and I can say that without hesitation. He Man, He Man, mm-hmm. and the Masters of the Universe. Um, I mean, if you've seen the toys that made us, and now that I just I have that much of a backstory as to how these folks were just able to get a grip on young minds, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, because, because like I'm still collecting it to this day, to where you just you just see this this hero who's just larger than life. You know, and going against, you know, basically just the, the the master of evil, Skeletor, when you put it, you know, in like in that absolute of good versus evil, you know, and you put that into a young mind like mine, say, I think I was like three years old mm-hmm. when when MOTU had really hit. And uh, and I just thought like, you know, and I'll, even though like folks can't can't see what it is that we're looking at, but like these are the origins like and yeah. for me, like. Like just like looking at this, like as a kid, I just thought this was the coolest thing in the world. Like he he comes with a staff, he has a skull for a head, <laughs> he comes with a sword. Um, just just so many things that just like pushed like all like the right buttons mm-hmm. in a young me. Um, so after that, like after that, and just seeing just the uh, the just the variety and just the number of characters that were associated with this, and all of them were just colorful. You know, all of them just had like their own quirks and their own traits that just made it so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was the gateway right there. It was it was just He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And then He-Man basically just like let all of his friends in, you know, like G.I. Joe, visionaries, like anything and everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always say He-Man was mine, too. Like growing up in Connecticut, uh, we had some place called Child World. I don't know if they were down your way. Um, but it was the rival for Toys R Us up here. It was the toy store. And, um, yeah, I I can remember my first memory of like a toy store is walking in and seeing like the He-Mans all just stacked up and getting my first one. And then the, uh, the idea of getting everything on the back of the package, my mom was like obsessed with that. She's like, we got to get them all right. Like we, (laughs) and, and then we got the, got them all. And she's like, wait, the back of this package looks different. They added more characters. We got to get more. And it was just this perpetual, like, I can, I can feel it. Like I can feel it. And right before, um, popped on with you, I was, somebody just texted me that the new little mini masters are just showed up here in Connecticut. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I got to, after the podcast, I got to go and go get Stratos because he was my favorite and he's in wave three. So (laughs) it's like, it, it still gets me to this day. Like, Oh Yeah. Like these, like these things were Pokemon before Pokemon was even a thing. You got to catch them all. Yeah. 
and they and they did it with all the lines like it was it was consistent where it was like even if it was a it was a short run like visionaries or bionic six or or one of those lines that were very encapsulated like they were almost one and done one wave or two waves and and you're you've got everything um they still kind of <laughs> yearly <laughs> just it was something different every year that you just wanted to get in the 80s um yeah or get into and it was funny seeing that the you know the waves were concurrent as you know how well this cartoon is doing this cartoon is you know going down the poop chute well yeah that's it one way for this <laughs> but i mean I, I mean some of those things that only were like one wave um like visionaries it still sticks with me like it's, it's still it's like neat. it's it so neat yeah it's a pull and i can remember like losing a helmet and like freaking out about losing one of the helmets and like even back then trying to keep everything as complete as possible um it's still trippy that i'm still doing stuff like that till today like i don't know i'm in my 40s same, i'm still dude. doing it like same like say like say that i'm making a video mm-hmm. and i'm on 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 a really bad time crunch and all of a sudden you know something slips out of my hand and falls into the carpet i will not continue with the video until I find what fell out of my hand. Like, and I'll, and I'll take anywhere between half an hour to an hour yeah. just looking for this thing, you know, because of course it, it drives me insane as well. Well, and there's, there's, um, in today's world, there's a scarcity of this stuff for us. I feel like, like it's not as easy to come by if, if you, if, unless you want to pay the premium. So if you were to lose a piece from something, it's not like you could just, I have this memory of being able to go into Toys R Us and get like the evergreen lines, like the Masters or G.I. Joe. And for the most, or Star Wars, for the most part, being able to just go into the store and if something broke, you can go get a new one. Um, today, it's not it's not as easy. So it's not like losing a part is like, you know, you can easily replace it. It's triple, quadruple what you paid for it. And that could be a month ago. Um, so there's a little more like anxiety when I drop pieces now. <laughs> Yeah, or, or especially stuff. like say of like it's a a, a Mofex, oh, an yeah. SH Figuarts, yeah, or even a, even a Mezco. Oh man, I like to lose something from from a Gomez figure. <laughs> I know, but they're so nice. I like they they still they still give me that feeling, like when I open up a a Mezco or or don't open up like I you can't see the stacks like directly behind me. Like I've got all the I've got Hush and the Spider Verse and. I think Jordan and uh, uh, Jordan and the Hush Batman are downstairs. Um, I have a hard time even opening them. Like I want them. I know I'm going to pose them. <clears throat> I know I'm going to display them at some point. But it's like if if I can't find some place for it, it's not coming out of the box at, at the mm-hmm. moment for for stuff yeah. like that's a little higher, like Mezco's too. Like they're not. I'll take them out. I'll do the do the video form. I'll do the pictures and then they live in their box until they can find someplace that's safe. And I don't know, it kind of, it does hurt a little bit having to do that, but it feels like a necessity um, for the price point. No. And it is true. I mean, because I think, and I, and I've said this on my videos before is that the biggest commodity out there for any collector isn't a particular figure it's space where are you going to find the space yeah where is anyone going to find the space to put all of this stuff you know and real and for me sometimes making space means taking something down and putting something back up um and that's something that just like really gets to me as well because of course there's sentimental value to everything that i that i have up here like everything that i have up has some type of rhyme or reason as to why mm. it's up here um and when I get like that, that new merch, when I get that new stuff, you know, when I get that new haul, that little anxiety comes in of where are you going to go? I have no yeah. idea, you know, and and it's not so much of impulse buying or anything like that. It's just, you know, you want to you want to display as much as you can. But, you know, you're you're kind of you're kind of um, what's the word? Limited. Just limited, yeah. yeah. And what it is that you got. <clears throat> well, I mean, the alternative is there's a guy on TikTok, and I forget what his name is, um, that's a Disney collector. Um, he does the statues. He does the pops. Um, he does figures. And he did a tour of his house. And I showed it to my girlfriend, and I said to her, just be happy this isn't our house. <laughs> like, I'm never going to want this. Like, <laughs> everything from the faucets to the door handles, like, every square inch of the wall is covered. And I, I find myself trying to figure out what that balance is between 
overwhelming and it being the object's house versus being a livable space for us that doesn't feel as confining. So it's kind of like balancing that, but then storage gets, gets in the way too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where that balance is yet. Like this is minimalist right now. Like this is just to look nice. Um, but I think the museum person in me is trying to figure out how to catalog everything and keep it so that I can pull it as I need it. Cause I'm, I'm looking at them as tools too, um, for photographs, um, that, that, that's harder to kind of like, um, you know, I, I want to do a photo shoot with, with, I just got the new Star Wars Black Ventress. So now I got to go dig out Ahsoka. So I'm trying to figure out a good, uh, uh, organization method so I can just go in and pull the drawer and be like, okay, here's Ahsoka. Here's our lightsabers. I can go do pictures and then put them back. Yeah. But, that, but that's even hard too. trying to figure out the space to do that kind of stuff. It is. I mean, that's that's basically, and I and I talked about this on one of my lives. That's that's pretty come that that's pretty much what it's come down to with my Marvel Legends, mm-hmm. to where like I like I only have like my my blue and my gold teams up, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But believe me, like I have a, an embarrassing amount of Marvel Legends, and and they're all and they're all just boxed up. So and I and I said on my lives, I was like, well, you know, if I need it for a video, you know, I can always just pull it back out and then put it back in. And I wonder, and it has me wondering about that to where it's like, is this thing even a collectible anymore? Or is it just fodder that I have around to supplement whatever it is that, that I buy later on. Um, And that's, and that's something that I've been toiling with because of course, you know, any collector says they want to pare down. I got to pare down. I got to pare down right now. Mm -hmm. I have too much stuff. And you find that once you want to pare down one thing. You say, well, if I pare down this thing, it means I'm, I'm, I got to pare down this thing and then this thing and then this thing. Or if I keep this thing, then I got to keep this guy. Then I got to keep this guy. And then, you know, <laughs> it, it ends up to where you're not you're not really getting rid of much of anything at all. No, no. And you're like, I, well, and then there's the other problem of like you pare down and then you see something cool and it builds back up. I want to say it was nine years ago, almost to the day, I, I want to say, within like a, two weeks, where I sold off every Marvel Legend I owned. Every single one. Got rid of all of them. I think I kept five. I, keep, I think I kept Iron Fist and Power Man, Beast, and Venom. I think those are the ones I kept. And everything else I got rid of. And um, sold them off. Was done with Marvel Legends. And then that Juggernaut wave came out and... <laughs> And that was such a oh, that was such a great wave too. That really was such a great, great wave. And then I was in, and then I had to go back and get the ones I missed. You know, when Hasbro kind of reinvigorated the line, and yeah, and now I've got more than I think. Because that's the other part is like I need to buy all of them. Like I have this little bit of a compulsion to be like, if I'm in, I'm in. Here we go, let's go. And so, <laughs> nine year or eight. Say, seven years of consistently purchasing like it's like what juggernaut wave came out 15 i want to say 15 no yeah. 16 16 15? was it yeah 16 so, so five years of buying everything they've bought and averaging like 125 figures a year i think they said one year that's insanity to see that how is many. insane and just and just knowing that the juggernaut wave was only five years ago and there's just there's so much freaking plastic that's come after that. There's so much. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's anxiety inducing. It really is. And when you're like, yeah, no, because it, it doesn't. They don't always hit all at once. Not all the time. They they had been for a while where you get like three waves at once or four waves at once. They're spacing them out just enough now, so it doesn't feel as overwhelming. Um, yeah, that you get like one figure here or two figures here or like a wave here and then. But they add up, like they they really start to add up. Um, has this year? Have you slowed down your buying this year? If anything, I would say that it it it's actually it's actually gone up a little mm-hmm. bit because, I mean, now that I work from home, I don't have to worry about train fare. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about going out to eat. I don't have to worry about getting that daily Starbucks. And you realize just how much money you spend on other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I found myself week per week with a surplus. I was like, where the hell is all this? 
that's where it's coming from <laughs> because I'm not I'm not out in the real world right. anymore doing anything. Um, so I have found that, you know, like I am buying like more more uh, high end stuff like I am buying more more Mezco's right now. I am buying more Mayfexes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say that while domestic purchases have gone down, mm-hmm. I would say that international purchases have gone up or more high end, you know, stuff has gone up with with Mezco. Mayfex, uh, Rebel Tech, um, things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I don't think we've seen that much of an interruption either for for most of the lines. You know, the general, you know, like uh, uh, retail lines. Like it feels like the train's still going, with the exception yeah. of like the movie stuff that they pull back because they don't want to ruin ruin anything. But like everything else seems to just keep pumping through. So it, there's there's no rest. <laughs> and if anything. With with pandemic in tow here, it feels that for some collectors, it's been easier to get these things mm-hmm. as far as, you know, getting your premium membership from Hasbro Pulse and being able to to get things before anybody else. Right. Whereas with SDCC, you know, in intact, it's sometimes impossible to get anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at it like this past year, anyone who wanted an exclusive got an exclusive whether it was the Hellfire Club, whether it was, you know, the Logan and Patch, oh, the Logan and Patch, the Logan and... Um, Professor X. And Professor X, yeah. uh, Professor X 2-pack, you know, the the, the Lord Draken, like all that stuff. Like if there there had been an SDCC this year, mm-hmm. I, I would assure you that, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to score half those things at all. No. So I think yeah. with all of these companies being able to go off and do their own thing, I think it's it's a lo- it's 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 definitely lined their pockets a little bit. I I would imagine because everyone's just home. Right. Well, not everyone, but a portion of us are just home and spending our money. Right. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. No, I go to San Diego. Uh I've gone to San Diego every year and since I started the site and um trying to get the exclusives there are impossible. Like you imagine I I would usually give somebody a badge for the website. And their job would be your line. You're, you're the line mule. Like your job is to go and stand in line for these exclusives because otherwise I won't get them. Um, and even doing the site stuff and doing work with some of the companies, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get the stuff either. So it's like you have to hedge your bets and hope that you can get them while you're there or you know do deals and things like that. So even being there doesn't guarantee it either. Um, it's insanity. So... It was nice. It was it was a really nice experience to do that Pulse this year of just like yeah. and and I, and I honestly can say that's the only reason I subscribed to Pulse again this year, knowing that at some point I'm going to have to do it. I got money in my pocket now. I might as well sign up because their exclusives were the smoothest they've ever been. So why not go for it? Like it, it's fifty bucks to not worry about it, and it's worth it. So and, and I got free them. shipping as yeah. well. Yeah, and, and I got them because I think like the people that wait that didn't have the the thing are still waiting for their pre-orders to come in. So I'm happy to say that that fifty bucks was worth not having to wait too. Like, it, oh yeah, it, nice. it it definitely paid off. Like I've had like my Hellfire Club, the two pack. Like I've had that stuff since October. Yeah, right. There. Yeah, I saw your um your recent picture. Your seven Hellfire Club members so far. Yeah, need three more. You go for ten. <laughs> I, I got ten. I was worried um, because they had a limit of five when they first went up um, and they've canceled orders before. If you go above their limit, if they look at your account and they won't ship to the same address, it's for, for something else that happened. So I didn't want to do that. So a friend of mine wasn't getting any. So I was like, here's, here's the 80 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) You order five, I'll order five and I have my 10. And um, there's, there's definitely the eighties definitely also influenced my army building like the need to do it because it wasn't, it wasn't something that was done or at least for me, wasn't allowed to happen yeah. in the eighties. Um, so now I'm kind of like, how many different ways can I army build? Cause it's just going to look too cool. Um, do you go in for any of the other ones or are you, you know, um, is it just a hellfire? Or are you, you, you're going to army build more stuff as like, is there a limit for you? Is there any line you wouldn't army build in? I mean, as <laughs> I did. I, I never even thought I never even thought that I would get to the point to where I, I would think that buying four Black Skull Death Brigade figures was a thing with Mezco. 
I was just like, huh, $80 a figure? Yeah, I think I can swing. What? And, and I'm here thinking to myself, like, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? But it would make for a really cool display. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and, and drop the cash on that. Like, that's that's how deep it's gotten to where, like, say, like, five years ago. And, and, and I want to say that you and I have that in common to where I had said, all right, you know, I'm going to be one and done with this Marvel Legends wave. You know, and a black costume Spider-Man. And that's it. You yeah. know, that's all I need. You know, those are the best. And just to go from that and thinking that owning two of any figure was absurd to five years later, six years later, whatever it's been, mm-hmm. and and just dropping $80 a pop for, for a Mezco figure. And, and they're all the same. Just so I can just so I can <laughs> deck them out with different accessories. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll push it. I'll I'll push it one step further. Did you order a Sentinel? That I did not. <laughs> that I didn't do. That thing is just—it's way too gnarly for me. Like I just—I I don't have the space for that. Wow, that is impressive. I ordered, that is really impressive. Yeah, because you know the thought process was okay. One's cool, right? But you're either gonna—you got to choose Sentinel Prime. Or, or, you know, Sentinel, whatever they're calling them, and Bast- or Bastion, right? You can't have both out. You can't have a male Sentinel and, and a Bastion. So I'm like, okay, I need two, right? So I can have each of the male, female Sentinel and Bastion and an extra female. Cool. Okay, so two. And then I was like, well, you know, if I have two, two, one can be a regular one, one can be a regular one, then one can be Master Mold, right? So three makes sense. And then my best friend was like, well, if you're ordering two or three, I've got to order two at least. So collectively we have five coming and it's, I can't wait to do pictures. I really, I don't know where (laughs) we're going to be able to do pictures, but I can't wait to do pictures with them. Um, But uh, that's my thinking was like three years ago when the barge was solicited, when they did the first Mm -hmm. Hab Lab, like I looked at it and I don't remember, it was like 400 bucks like four, 350 or 400 and I looked at it and go I can't rationalize paying that much for like one thing like it'd be really cool it actually would fit on my desk I'm looking at it right now but I'm like I can't rationalize that fast forward to this year and I'm like yeah no I'll take three sentinels like and I ordered the thunder <laughs> tank um because I'm a thundercats kid like and so I and that was like 500 and I'm like I don't know where the line is anymore Cause like sideshow, like I wouldn't get into sideshow cause I was too afraid of the price point. And I'm looking at the stuff I bought this year going, all right, well, hot toys and sideshow doesn't look so bad anymore compared to the other it's stuff true. I bought. So I don't know, but those, those went up in price. So even the ones I'd want to get, there's no way I would spend the money on them right now, at least. Um, cause they're gone and you know, the secondary market form just goes up so high. Yeah. So. Secondary market on hot toys is, is kind of ridiculous. Like I had to. I just got Eric Draven. I just got the crow mm-hmm. right back there. And I got him probably around two to three weeks ago or so. And that one, I, I had to pay the piper on that one. Like I had to pay at least a hundred dollars more for mm-hmm. that guy because I miss because I missed my missed my chance. I missed the window on it. And like and it's just one of those things with with these Uber premium figures is that once you miss your chance, yeah, you you really missed your chance. Unless, you know, they decide to do some type of um, some type of uh, revamp or something like that. Yeah, I think the the fear, I think the last few years, the way the toy market, like the retail toy market has gone, has really put a little bit of fear into me on this, the, the higher end stuff where I go well, with the regular retail stuff is like tripling. Like the, the stuff that's harder to get is going to either also and I can't rationalize missing it so i need to get it now so this way i'm not paying triple in the future for it and so that has definitely influenced how i kind of spend my money and look at what what belongs in the collection um the fomo dude the fomo is real the fomo is is so freaking real right now like this particular figure and i'll go ahead and describe it for everybody at home right now the the lone roach Mm -hmm. you know here which i was able to get you know in in a trade in a trade. And back when, when I got this for a trade, this was going for, I want to say anywhere between 350 to $400 already. Yeah. And we're talking about something that costs, you know, a hundred 
uh, you know, at the gate, somewhere around there. But now, since BSDB came out, the Black Skulls came out, this guy, from what I've seen in secondaries, has already gone up 150 to $200 more. Yeah. Because what, like after, after Toy Page had that, that interview with Mez, you know, and saying, it's like, oh yeah, you know, like we, we do believe in the collectability of these things. And, you know, if something says sold out, it means it's sold out. It means that's it. That's yeah. all she wrote for that. And we're never going to make it again. <laughs> yeah. I noticed so that. From, from that, you just saw, like you saw, like, so like you saw the pink skulls go up. You know, White Skull, like all of a sudden, was was already at an exorbitant price, but after he said that, shot up <laughs> again. Yeah. Within like three weeks' time. Yeah, and 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 their Mezco's doing it. NECA's doing it too. Like NECA did it with their loot crate for the turtles. They go in the ad. It's like get this and get this and get this, and then the last little box at the bottom was like, just so you know, these are now selling for three hundred bucks online. So you get you should get it now. Um. And I've never seen that done in the marketing going, buy it now before you have to pay more for it later. And I thought it was a really interesting change in, in the way that the companies are treating it, which is which is interesting too. It's 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 both nice and both going, <laughs> you guys know what you're doing. <laughs> I you know, I will say this. I appreciate the transparency yeah. on it, that's for sure. To where you 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 listen to some to some interviews with Randy before, you know, and he was just very vague. Yeah. About, you know, we like we do like the collectability of these things. Not, you know, he doesn't say anything in particular, you know, but he says, oh, you know, like we like, you know, we like these things to be collectibles. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we like them to be just a little bit hard to find or something like that. But now when you get that little that little proviso, that little warning right there is like, OK, I should pick this up. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, by the way, <laughs> I, I, I'm doing the movie Turtle stuff and I just couldn't bite for Danny. He just wasn't oh, no. a, enough of a pull for me to go. Uh, 50 bucks like i still haven't opened my shri uh, my splinter my uh spirit sh uh splinter and i'm like if i didn't open that then i'm certainly not gonna open danny so i just can't <laughs> i'm gonna put my money somewhere else for sure i pretty much like i called it with the four turtles shredder and casey i was like who else do i need after this like that yeah. that's just you know the rough and tumble dudes right there um yeah that's 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 something that I was pretty confident in, like just going in. I was like, you know what? I really don't need anyone else. Like I have like speaking of army building, I have like four uh four <laughs> four uh four foot ninjas. I'm like, what am I gonna do with these guys? I I need to get rid of them. <laughs> I did I did the same thing. I really did. Yeah. I went for the four. I'll go for April. Like it just seems like she's gonna be a deluxe, she's gonna be an ultimate. She shouldn't be too hard to get. So I'll go in for the April. Um, there really wasn't much else. Although if I, I still say the perfect Comic-Con exclusive would be Vanilla Ice. Like Vanilla Ice with, with like the four turtles in a pack or with with like a stage set. Like like they've done the nice big box sets. I still say that's a perfect Comic-Con exclusive. That's wacky enough that I would break for that. I did not break for coming out of their shells at all oh no while, i didn't either while i did appreciate the novelty of it i was like this is this is something that i'd actually rather not remember about <laughs> about about the late 80s early 90s however vanilla ice that that is something that i that i that i could possibly break for yeah i just i'm waiting for it. i mean it's inevitable like it feels like it's inevitable and i think he just i want to say he did it where he does a song at the concert and brings out turtles guys dressed in turtle costumes um, oh that is great i just saw an, i just saw a video of it on facebook or, or instagram or something i was like oh my god like you're still okay yeah no we still have a shot at it um <laughs> so <laughs> i listened to the video a while ago you did a video and it really got me because and i've been using the phrase a lot lately um where you're like uh i don't like toy people yeah, <laughs> I I thought that was the most interesting, and I love the explanation. I love talking about it because I feel like that because I get invited to do toy stuff like the groups on Facebook and stuff like that, and nothing. I I don't think I've seen you know posts like that that has resonated with me as much as as that one did, um, because it does feel. 
I like to try to keep it light, like it's fun. And I have friends that just kind of go off the deep end for it. And it's like, it's been interesting to kind of, I think I've gotten to know more people this year, to be honest with you. Um, It sounds weird, like we've all been in lockdown, but I've gotten, like I've had conversations like this more often um, in the last year than I've had in the past because at conventions and stuff like that, we don't have the time to sit and talk. It's like, hey, oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, what are you looking at? Maybe if you're sitting at a panel, you'd have the opportunity to talk with them, but you don't usually get this kind of um, uh, depth to the conversation. Um, and and that's something that I kind of have learned. Like it, It's really interesting to watch how people treat the, the hobby. Um, and it is, it's a hot, like, it's important to me. I do it almost like a job. I do it as a job for the most part. I don't make much off of it, but I do it. And I still don't take it as seriously as some other people do. So, it, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with it. It was just, it was interesting to hear you talk it and break it down. And, I've, and, and it, it's never in my head, it never broke down that way. And it was, it was more interesting to watch it break down and, and talk about it and hear somebody else say it or go like, yeah. I don't really like to deal with, with toy people. Cause it's just the obsession, the, the anxiety, the, the, the competitiveness to it. It just, it, it ruins things. It really, ruins. it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, and those, I mean, and those are the type of things to where like I become disillusioned with the hobby. And I'm like, my goodness, like, who am I keeping counsel with right, <laughs> right now? You know, and, and it has me, you know, asking those questions all the time. You know, like, who who is it that I am making videos for? Of course, you know, like, I, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy putting them together. You know, like, especially during pandemic, you know, I get like a little bit of an artistic outlet of, uh, out of it. But then at the same time, you know, like more often than not, you know, you will go to any random YouTube video, you know, and you will find just, you know, and I'm not just talking about my videos. I'm mm-hmm. talking about anybody's, anybody's yeah. video, you know, to where you will just have, you know, have somebody nitpicking something to death, you know, say that you got like one, you know, fact wrong, you got a pronunciation wrong, something like that. You will find dog pile culture in our hobby. <laughs> in, yeah. And in, 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 in probably just like a, a lot, a lot more concentrated than you will in anything else. Because like I see guys like go like as far as like sports celebrating with each other. Yeah. Celebrating. You know, you like you can have perfect enemies, you know, on, on the stands, you know, but if the if if the birdies are doing great, you know, that weekend, everybody loves each other. Yeah. You know, and you find something in geekdom to where like we just we we have something that's just rooted in some type of snobbery, in some type of gatekeeping classicism whatever it is that you want to call it you know there there's just so much more you know that's just i don't know what it is that's just embedded in this i don't know whether it stems from some type of insecurity you know i don't know whether or not it's it's you know folks trying to make up for something that you know that that just isn't present in their lives i have no idea so of course like what i said in that video like it just comes down to when you you know go on instagram twitter facebook you have that option of, am I going to be a jerk today or am I just going to scroll on by? And more often than not, you know, you will find people who just want to be jerks (laughs) and that's it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I found it more so when I started doing the press stuff, when I'd go to San Diego or I'd go to toy fair or I'd go to New York comic con. If I go to any of these shows, I'd go in the press room and go, Oh, Hey, I read your stuff. Really love your stuff. Hey, let's do something. Or, you know, how are you doing? Or how's your day going? And it's like, don't talk to me, like, or get away from me. Or like, there was one, somebody brought up something today that happened where um, I bumped into somebody um, at the thing and I go, oh, where did you get, we were at San Diego and I'm like, oh, where did you get that? Like, I'm a really big Thundercats fan. Where did you get it? And they're like, and I was like, you can't tell me what booth you got it at? And he's like, no. And then like two hours later, a friend of mine came up to me, gave me the thing, right? And more. And I went into a panel and I was sitting there typing, doing my work. And the same guy that did this to me, just shrugged his shoulder and walked away from me, came up to me and goes, where'd you get that? You got to tell me where you got that. And I go, really? Like, <laughs> really, dude? Like, 
I, I'm all about like, hey, I read your site every day. I really like the work you do. You know, it, really nice to meet you. By the way, where'd you get that? Like, you know, it wasn't like a big secret. It wasn't. But I find that more and more, um, like it was like an old mentality, uh, at least with the with the press guys, where it was like it was a competition. And I think the the competitive piece for us, it's like. How many Sentinels did you get? How many how many army bills did you get? How many of this wave did you get? Did you get the one per case? I think the competitiveness breeds a little bit of resentment in yeah. the community. Um, and I think the other half of it is, at least for me, it's the damage of of being a geek in in the eighties, where like for me it wasn't it wasn't easy, it wasn't an easy road. <laughs> you know, I got picked on for liking toys or wearing my Spider Man shirt to school and stuff like that. So it was there's a little bit of like that edge to it where it's like, this is my thing. Um, but I think I came around the other corner going, Hey, how can we help each other? Like, how can we, I'm constantly trying to bring people on the podcast, you know, give more exposure to people, talk about people, talk about positivity. Like, how can we help the community grow? How can we help each other? Um, and help everybody get the stuff they want. Right. Like yeah. at the end of the day, it's, um, cause I was afraid I found uh, Cobra Vipers over the summer. I found a case. Just walked into oh, wow. walked into Target. One store didn't have it. Went to another Target. Found out they had it. They didn't know where it was. I was walking down an aisle. I saw the case on a pallet, and I was just like, put it in my cart. Walked Yoink. up to the thing and just went out. <laughs> and I was I honest. I didn't post it. Like I didn't share it. I didn't post it. I didn't tell anybody because I'm like, no matter what I do with these six, no matter what I do with them, somebody's gonna have a problem with it. Oh yeah, you you have you like once you post that picture, you have painted a target on your back, right? For everyone, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, all of a sudden everyone's going to have something to say, right? Especially, and I and I and I have said this before, especially when it comes to GI Joe collectors. They're we I, I, and I can include myself because I am a I am a GI Joe collector as well. Yeah, we are a special breed, and of course, like I will have some type of envy. You know, when I see somebody who has like, you know, seven troopers, eight troopers, a dozen troopers, whatever. But of course, you know, I keep it to myself. Right. You know, kind of like when I was growing up, you know, my my next door neighbor, you know, the kid, you know, down the way had, you know, Omega Supreme or something like that. I was like, man, it must be nice to be that kid. But of course, you know, just keep it to myself. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, because I I mean, and I've said it before, the first thing I did was I just texted everybody. I started a small group in Connecticut for collectors. And everybody I knew that was shopping for Joe's, I just texted everybody. I'm like, hey, I need two out of the box. There's four up for grabs. Who needs them at cost? And it was like, and, and that was the thing where it was, <clears throat> and two people backed out. They're like, you know what? I don't need it. I don't need it. And there's there's two sitting on the shelf behind me. Like, I still don't know what to do with them. Um, part of me wants to open them and just like army build the hell out of them. But the other half of me is like, we know the deal's not over with Target. We know there's another one coming. I might need to trade these off at some point to get the new <laughs> ones. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's I, I would like to hope that at some point we can we can be a little more positive and a little less picky, you know, jumping on each other for this stuff. But it's it's hard to keep that out sometimes. It is. It is. I mean, because, you know, there's there's a good number of us and I will include myself in this to where, you know, I'm not you know, I'm not buying something to flip it. You know, like I buy I buy things because I genuinely like things and I buy only what I need. Mm -hmm. Um, And I and, you know, and 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 of course, like it's it's that say it's that same you know, tired slogan that everybody has online. So, oh, just because you complain about scalpers, it doesn't mean, you know, that they're going to stop doing what it is that they're doing. It's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's like, well, so I'm, I'm not allowed to say anything right. at all. Like, I'm not allowed, like, I'm not allowed just to, you know, air some type of grievance about this, um, you know, whether it's scalpers, flippers, whatever it is that, you know, folks want to want to call what it is that they do, you know, just to, <laughs> just well, to, uh, and and the other piece of it is it's you don't have the full story, right? Because anybody seeing me walk out that store with that case in my hand, it, the the instant picture would have been, oh, he's a scalper, right? Like, yeah, he's going to scalp these. He's going to. And I think that that term gets flipped around way too easy nowadays for us in the toy world where it's like we're not, 
you know, just because <clears throat> you're doing it doesn't mean it. And I have friends that go off the deep end for it. Like I love them to death, but like they see people like that and they're like, Oh, he's an asshole. He's, you know, he's going to scalp everything. It's you know, I hate him. Like he ruined my day. And I would go, you realize we have a friend that does that, right? He walks in, buys 12 of something and then passes them out to all of us. Right. Like it, it's, it, it's, it's all about like what's going on in your head. Like, don't always, like you said, like, just let it, you know, you can be jealous in your head. You can feel something in your head, but it doesn't mean you have to verbalize it or put it out there yeah. um, to, to perpetuate it. But I don't know. I think the competition breeds it. I think the competition has a big piece of it. Um, especially now with stuff that's a little more finite, it feels like, um, or shorter runs on things. So it makes it a yeah. little harder, but. Um, oh man, especially with this Mezco stuff. Oh <sighs> See, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that as much of a problem. Like, I don't. I only missed out on one thing I wanted in the last like five years from them. Um, I just happened to be pulled into a Zoom meeting while I was trying to order that new Batman, the one that had the interchangeable symbols. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I didn't think it was going to sell out. I really didn't think it was going to sell out. It came back half an hour later and it's gone. And I was like, I actually didn't think it was going to sell out either. I like, like, and truth be told, like, no disrespect to Mez or anything like that, but. If anything, like I thought, like some of their previous Batman's were a lot better looking. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like this one just because of the the interchangeable symbol. I like because I wanted, I wanted the shorter ears with uh, a a one of the one of the the black symbols. Um, and I don't think I don't think they did one that had like a static face with the shorter ears. I think all the shorter ears had like the grimace or like the open teeth. Um, so it was like, oh, this one looks really good. I'm going to go for it. And then, no, but, but that's the only thing I missed. I got Superman. I got um, I got Wolverine. I picked up Wolverine just because I had FOMO for missing out on that base. I think the, the Oh, that base. base is so good. Like, it's so good. Like, that base is, it's worth the price of admission. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's 100%. I'm like, because I, I don't do Marvel for them. Like, Mezco, I only do DC. Um, it's like my little rule that I have for, for collecting Mezcos. It's like, I'm only going to do the DC comic stuff. Um, but then I saw the base and I'm like, I really like X-Men. I have three Sentinels coming. That base is going to look amazing. We're yeah. Getting it. And the base, like the base just makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Yeah. So do you have any rules that kind of, you know, keep you from going over the deep end and, and do you oh, break yes. them? <laughs> uh, I, de- I definitely, definitely have rules. So for Marvel legends, the rule is only one per character. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just one per character, unless you're Iron Man or Spider-Man. Okay. Right there. And if if you were to buy a character that you already have, you have to sell off that other character. Okay. That's that's how it works. So I already know that once modern Thor comes out, classic Thor is out the door. Okay. Fair. Yeah. So that's my Marvel Legends rule. The Mezco rule is no Marvel, no DC. Okay, that's fair. Because that's, that's I mean, because one. like there's there's so much with Mafex, Rebel Tech, Legends, McFarlane now. It's like, do I really need the like this stuff? Even though it's it's great looking, mm-hmm. but do I really need it? Where I know that Mez is putting so much love into their in-house stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So with that, like you you can't beat the quality on those things. So that's my rule from for for Mezco right there. And then for Mafex. The rule is it has to be basically just the look of the character, like the standard look for the character. Like, say, like the uh, a, the Age of Apocalypse Magneto, mm-hmm. not picking that up. Okay. You know, if it was a regular Magneto, yes, I would pick it up. But seeing if it's any other variant, probably just going to leave it there. Um, those are pretty much the rules that I've been living by so far. And it seems to be it seems to be working pretty well. Like I found that my legends purchases have gone from like at least seventy five percent to like at least like thirty percent. Like there's so like I'm picking up so much less now. It feels great. <laughs> I don't know what that feels like anymore. I'm picking up so much <laughs> more nowadays. I'm just trying to. I don't know. I haven't figured out that balance yet. Um, with the one figure, it, it's like once I get into a line. It, it almost feels like you need most of the line variants kind of, I can live without, but it it's, I found myself breaking most of my rules lately, to be honest with you. It's, That's it's it. a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> like I've got this, uh, multiple different versions of He-Man now. I've got origins. I've got classics. I've got the minis. 
I bought the Super Impulse. I've got the Mega Constructs. Like, it's just, I'm not sure which one is going to be the one that stays. That's what I feel like. And I feel like I'll get into them. And then at some point, a lot of them are going to go and there's going to be a core. But I don't know what it is going to be yet. So that's what I'm at right now. I'm at an MOTU core right now. Like only like my favorite characters. Mm -hmm. Like what? So like like over here, like I have He-Man, Skeletor, Ninjor, Scareglow. Those four. Mm -hmm. That's it. And even with Origins. You know, the I have the exact same ones. Okay. Um, and and really, like that's all I have. I have the MOTU classics, MOTU origins. That's it. You know, like just just so I can keep it concise. That's it. You know, like I won't go for any extraneous stuff. Yeah, I think it's a it's a collector museum person in me that's like, no, we need to show the progression of the line. I did it with Ram Man <laughs> the other night. I did a video with him, and I realized I had. The 82 Ram Man, I had the 2000 X Ram Man, I had the classics, and I had the origins. And it was really nice to be able to look at how he's changed over 35, 40 years um, and to see, like, the improvements on it. Like, the the new one, I think, is mechanically so much better um, and plays better than the one from the 80s, Um, even though the 80s one is really well done um, for the time. Like, it's... the mechanics of it just work so much better going. Why didn't they figure this out in the eighties? Because they had toys that did this in the eighties. Cause it's like a, it's a double pump. So Those, it's like pump yeah. and then pump. And I'm like mm-hmm. this button in, in the eighties one, like it's impossible to hit. It never actually pops. Right. It doesn't really work. <laughs> I'm like, you had pop toys back then. You could have just put it, it, put the spring in there, but I don't know. Um, so you, so do you think, um, as much as we consume and everybody can have a YouTube channel and everybody can have an Instagram. Um, do you think, do you think, and and do things influence you on your purchases? Um, as, as far as like watching videos or seeing things in in photos on Instagram and and social media and stuff. And you go, Oh, I didn't realize this was this cool. I need to get it. Um, or do you think it's just too much noise overall? Like it's, it's harder to kind of filter through that stuff and, and have as much of an impact. I don't know. I think, I think really, I mean, because really like there, there is, there is a lot of flotsam and jetsam out there. There's just, there's just so many people making content. Um, You know, there's just so much stuff just to look at. And I've found that even like on my Instagram, on my YouTube, like I've whittled it down Mm -hmm. to where like, I have like the folks who, you know, I will usually just go to, you know, whether it be, you know, whether it be a D amazing, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be, you know, whether it be a toy bro or something like that to where, you know, like I'll just look and, you know, just take a look at, at what it is that they're looking at. You know, if I feel enabled, I am, if not, you know, I'll just keep moving on. And, but sometimes, you know, sometimes, especially on Instagram, you know, like some of, um, some of like, you know, the, the newer folks who, you know, I, I, you know, I love just like the new energy that a lot of these younger kids are, are bringing into the hobby. Um, you know, I find that most like sometimes like I will be more influenced by what it is that these guys are picking up, you mm-hmm. know, and what it is that they're having fun with. Um, like, for instance, like, well, like the Fortnite figures, you know, like those those Jazzwares Fortnite figures. Yeah, I, I've never played Fortnite in my life, but they look like fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I and I saw somebody like what, like post up a picture of like Rabbit Raider or something like that. I said, I, I think I got to have that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's to the point to where I think it, it doesn't even matter as to like how much stuff is out there, like how, how just, um, how just like what, how, how, like just the, the sheer volume of just pictures and videos are out there. I think it really just comes to just having that discerning eye now Mm -hmm. to where like we've, we've been collectors for so long, Yeah, you know, and I think like it's, it's very rare that like anything will just like take me by surprise anymore. Like if, if, if I'm going to like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, I look at like most of the stuff like around me, like even like for lack of a better word, like even like the most mediocre stuff, I still kind of like, yeah. you know, like for instance, um, like what, like somebody had posted up pictures of, um, of the these, mask. these halo figures. Yeah. That uh, that Jazzwares came or you know, Jazzwares came came out with or whatever you want to call them, wicked cool toys or or whatever they're going by. 
Um, they're not, you know, they're not fantastic, yeah. but they look great. And the size is great. And everything about them is just really, really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just to the point to where like I, I saw it and I was like, you know what? This thing could be this thing could like move like a brick. I still kind of like it, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the aesthetics for things actually do play into to me purchasing some stuff like I never have played Halo. I'll admit you holding it there makes it because you, know, you see it static in the package you're like oh it's a halo figure but you sitting there playing with it posing it going oh that is really cool that really does look kind of nice that's really yeah. good size for it i'm like huh oh i don't really do halo but that looks really cool um <laughs> and and now fighting the urge to to, to try one out but um <laughs> no i you got me on the plunderings i'll admit that like that 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 was a i saw your your review i saw your video on them and i was like oh these are actually kind of cool. Like I had seen the pictures and stuff like that, but I hadn't any, I hadn't seen anybody do a review or sit there and play with them and talk about them and and how they worked and and what they look like with other things. And I was like, Oh, okay. So yeah. So I'm going to need one of these. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was one, it was one of their, because they, they got me hook, line and sinker because I actually missed the boat. I missed the boat on the Kickstarter Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they got me with one of their advertisements. And and really like and this goes back this goes like back to like what like 2014 15 like whenever D Amazing would do like his scale sections I'm yeah. like this is what gets me right here yeah. like granted like I you know I like posing I like articulation but for me the biggest thing is how does something look with the rest of my stuff and uh, and once and they did like this little stop motion this little stop motion clip of, you know, the little of, of the, of the little plunderling right Mm -hmm. here. And then they just showed like any and every figure right by it. And once I saw that, I was like, okay, I have to have these things. And that, and that was, and that was the, um, and that was the conceit right there of that video of just look, you may not think that these are for you, but they go, they go so great with everything else. You know, they they really do. I like to like, like you see the shelves behind me. I like this a little bit of sparseness. Like I don't like the packed stuff. I don't like to display it like all packed in, just like all standing together. Um, I like a little bit of that. And this week I've got to do something. So those are going to get switched out or we're going to do dioramas for the, for the shelves, um, which will be fun uh, to kind of see how that kind of plays out. But I'm always looking for stuff that like I can have on my desk, like that I can play with on my desk. I can have on the desk. Um, that I can have in front of me that not necessarily anybody's going to see, but that I see that I enjoy. Um, so those are the kind of toys that usually live, end up living on the desk, which are more fun. And that's what I'm looking forward to with the plundering is like to have something you can switch. that I got something to play with that. I have something hanging off the screen or move it around and, and play with it. So I'm excited for those. Um, but yeah, it's, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of stuff. Um, that kind of comes out of social media. And one of the things I noticed was like, I always have to question whether or not it's your picture um, because you have two unique poses that I've noticed um, mm-hmm. w- between the walk and the balance. <laughs> and, I, and I look at it and I go, there are times where I'm looking at the picture and, and I can scroll through. I'm like, okay, that's Jay's. Okay. That's Jay's. Okay. That's Jay's. Okay. That, that. And I'm like, and I'll scroll and I go, wait, no, that's not his. Somebody else took the walk. And I'm like, what's that like for you to kind of know, that like something you did and I don't know if it was like purpose. Like, I don't think it was purposeful from the place was like, I'm going to create a style for it, but what's it like to go, Oh, that's a J pose. Like that's, that's a Jay Hernandez pose. Um, and like to, to have it called out in the toy community. Cause it's big enough that like, if I say that I'm like, Oh, you got the walk going. They're like, Oh, that's Jay Hernandez. Like what, like what's that like for you to kind of know that you set like a, a little bit of a style for it. I think it's, it's, it's hilarious what text can do for your videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the one thing to where, you know, I, I always, you know, I always thought of myself as just like, Oh, you know, the wacky balance guy, he likes the balance. He likes to get that Spider-Man and, you know, put it on top of somebody's head. And it's funny. Um, but once people started saying the jaywalk, I was like, no, no, like it's, it's just the walk that that's it. Like people have been doing it like before me, I just, I just kind of gave it a name, which was kind of on the nose. The walk. 
motherfucker. <laughs> They're like, oh no, dude, you're the walk guy. I was like, all right. Um, and and from and from then on, like I just I just kind of I just kind of ran with it to where I mean, it's just it's the one pose now that I do. Like whenever I get something out the box, like all right, let's just see if this thing can walk. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's one of those. And what makes me feel good about it uh, is that when I first got into the hobby, when I first got into you know with social media, mm-hmm. you know just just uh, latched onto it. You know, I didn't have like, you know, fancy lights. I didn't have dioramas. You know, I didn't. Re- of course, I have them now. <laughs> but but when I had them, when I didn't when I didn't have them then, I was like, well, you know, all I have is just the figure. That's right. it. So let's try and pose this thing as best as we can. Let's just, you know, for lack of a better phrase, let's make it look cool. Mm-hmm. That's it. Let's just make this thing look cool. And uh, and I found that now now that, you know, folks have 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 taking you know the walk onto themselves it's great because it's these poses now that anybody can do you know and that's the one thing that i that i loved you know in in you know what whatever inspiration has come from this is that people are now playing with their figures which is great it's like i'm doing the walk now this is awesome i'm doing you know the balance on point i'm doing you know spidey on top of somebody's head or you know whatever figure on top of somebody's head um because of course like (laughs) In in the seriousness, you know, that we do have in, you know, like diehard toy photography, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, we just like to play. And I'm, and more often than not, like and if anyone looks at my Instagram, there's a lot more playing pictures than there are just real, you know, Pose display, yeah. you know, photography there because I because I'm, I'm not a photographer, you know, and I never and I've never claimed to be a photographer at all i like to take pictures mm-hmm. but i'm but i'm not a photographer so I, I don't i don't have a clue as to what it is what it is that i'm doing you know i i have my note 20 and i point and shoot <laughs> you know that's that's all i do uh even even when i'm using all the bells and whistles you know like i don't have a dslr you know i don't have anything like that um but you know the one thing that i that i have been able to find some type of solace in you know especially with what's coming from the videos you know, especially when anybody like tags me on Instagram, you know, if they're doing like some type of walk, you know, pose, mm-hmm. a balanced pose, whatever, is that, like I said, you know, folks are just having fun yeah. with this, which is great. And of course, you know, and and in no way, shape or form am I taking, you know, taking taking the uh, the piss out of anyone, you know, who who does like that diehard toy photography. Of course, that's fun for them. Right. Whereas for me, like I find that to be incredibly frustrating sometimes because, you know, it's difficult just to like get everything crisp and clean and perfect. Right. Whereas, you know, when it comes to just doing a pose, when, you know, when it comes to, you know, just putting something, you know, on your mantle or something like that, you know, in your dining room, you like, you know, in, in you know, your bedroom on top of a table, wherever. You know, as long as, you know, you're having like some type of excitement, some type of joy, some type of, I don't know, even for lack of a better word, solace in that. That's freaking awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one thing that I that I am digging on, like folks saying it's like, oh, that's your thing. It's like, well, that's great. If it's if it's actually seen in a positive light, you know, I, I think it's great. Does the photography and setup for you take a long time? Like, is it is it really time intensive for you? Um, and is it you said it was frustrating sometimes and I agree with you. Um, but what's what's it like for you for time wise for setting up some of those shots? Oh, man. Like f- like, for instance, um, the late like the latest picture. Well, like the latest uh, the latest uh, picture that I put up that actually took just like a decent amount of work was probably let me go ahead and 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 pull this up. Uh, this was the probably the Hellfire Club with Emma Frost. Okay, and uh, and I and I tried my best to just really just 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 go all out with that one. Like I was like, okay, I want I want the castle, yeah. I want the sunlight popping in, you know, and I and I just want and I want everyone to be posed just so. Yeah, I you know I need to I need to get you know I need to get my perspective right. You know, I want Emma crisp and clear, but I want everyone just kind of muted in the background there because I don't want them to be too distracting, you know, and just even finding the right angle for that. Mm-hmm. took like at least half an hour or so. So just even finding the angle for it. Right. Took a, took a bit, 
you know, and then the lighting like probably took like another half hour right there. And of course, when it comes to like any any type of setup, like I've always said, posing equals reposing. Right. You know, so, you you know, you post something, you take a look, you take a picture, you look at it. It's like, oh, it needs to be tweaked, tweaked, tweaked. And then finally, you know, you're satisfied with something. So for something like this, which is incredibly simple, you know, you look at you look at it, you know, like it just, you know, it looks like a nice, clean setup. But something like this had to have taken about two hours. Yeah, <laughs> so, I I think that's the thing that people don't realize, like the setup for some of these things to light it, to pose it, to get everything out and set up. And then inevitably they usually fall over at some point as you're posing because you, oh, yeah. you pose one, the, the, the part of her cape or, or her, her foot hits one of the else. And then it's a domino. They go boom, 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 boom. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've taken away that for me. Like I have a simple light box like sitting right here that I've just been doing like the, the, just like a nice clear photo. They could throw up a little gallery and a little thing for my, or for my YouTube page. Um, because I don't have the time or the setup right now to do really good, good pictures that I would consider good that are a little more involved with either backgrounds or dios or things like that. Um, but they do, they take, you know, I think that was the thing that was stopping the creative piece of me either doing a video or doing stuff because I would say, well, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel like spending three hours doing pictures on this thing. Like it's true for a Mezco, like, especially for like a Mezco where you want to pose it out and you want to make it really look nice. It's like, no, 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 you got to take everything out. You got to make sure everything doesn't fall over. You got to make sure that, you know, you're in a safe space. (laughs) Um, it's carpeted that you're not going to drop it. If it does drop, it's not going to shatter. Like, you know, it's all those little things. And when you're all said and done, you're like, oh, yeah, I did one figure in two hours. And it's like, I can't do this every day. Like, yeah. I can't. And, and now I have to put everything back. back. Yeah. Which takes so, especially with a Mezco, it takes so much time. <laughs> it takes so much freaking time to do that. Yeah. And when you want to just mow through stuff, you're like, yeah, I can't, can't do it. A friend of mine was like, is mad at me. He's like, you figured out the shortcut for doing Tory reviews. He's like, you don't write anything. You just do a video and just set it out into the world. And I go, yeah, I know it's great. Like I let the ca- I let the video camera just roll. I let the thing just roll live. Whatever I flub on, whatever I drop is fine. I don't care. Like it's up, it's done. I take like half a dozen pictures of it in the box and I'm done. And he's like, oh. he's like, I wish I could do it. I'm like, you're, you're the creator. You, you can do it. <laughs> you just choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> like that's on you. Um, so yeah, but so we, we're actually hitting about an hour. So, um, I want to say thank you, um, for taking the time today and want to let everybody know where they can find your stuff. Oh yeah. It's so like, you can find me simply at Jay Hernandez on YouTube. I'll be the first thing that pops up. Uh, you can find me at just Jay Hernandez on Instagram. And now you can find me on Twitter at toy John one. T-O-Y-J-A-W-N-1 right there. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's that's all of my outlets right there. Nice. Yeah, I had to ask a friend of mine who also lives in the Philly area. I'm like, is John a word for you guys? Like, Because I had never heard it before. He uses it all the time, and then I heard you using it, and I'm like, I've never heard that before. You got to explain <laughs> it to me. <laughs> and so. it's hilarious because, like, the explanation is, like, it's so simple. It's like... It's just- so, what, so what's a John? It's a yeah, thing. Anything is a John. Anything. That's it. It's a thing. That's what he's like. It's just a thing. And I go, it's a thing. Okay. That's it. Cool. Or it's like, or, or if you want, or if you want to get really, really pedantic about it, it's any person, place, or thing, common or proper. That's it. That's it. Well, that's how we end it. That's a good one. A little, a little English lesson along with it. A little. Slang. There we go. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. Yeah. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!